Please listen carefully. And now, live from the Zudio in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys flapping gums and being chums, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, what's going on? Assuming Positions Podcast, Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. We are here at Baycon 2023. Woo, yeah, and it is time for another episode of Nerd Attack Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in on that dial. Oh, wait. There's no dials on the internet anymore. There's no. Well, they could be. You couldn't have an app that has a little widget that has a dial. Don't repeat that. That's a good idea. We, we yeah. should write that down. Copyright. Assuming Productions, LLC. <laughs> All Nerd right. Talk Radio. What are we doing here? Nerd Talk Radio is a, uh, is a radio talk show, but about nerdy stuff, not sports. <laughs> Nerdy stuff. We could hold down on some sports hot takes. I could do hockey all day long. Yeah. I could talk about field hockey. You just like the skirts. And the cool bats. (laughs) Bats. I don't think they're called bats, which just proves to me you know nothing about field hockey. I grew up around field hockey, and I know they are bats. So. But no, we are not here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about nerd stuff. Yes. Because we're nerds. Card-carrying nerds. Yes. We got the card from the Nerd Passport Agency. <laughs> the ID Nerd Registration yeah. nerd registration Office, mm-hmm. NRO. Yeah, the, the NRO, <laughs> the Nerd Registration Office. <laughs> if that existed, where would it be headquartered? Ooh, Nerd Headquarters. Mm. Ooh, uh, where did Gygax live? <laughs> Wherever Gary Gygax lived. Yeah. Was that like Illinois or something? <laughs> But no, we're doing hot takes, because that's the best thing about being a nerd, is you have debates. Superman versus Batman. PlayStation versus Xbox. Yes. Uh, my thing versus your thing. Mm-hmm. Their thing versus our thing. Us versus them. But in a fun way. Red versus nerd. blue. Yes. That was a good uh, Halo series. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? There you go. <laughs> it's a word talk radio. But we're going to dive right into it. And if anyone on the audience wants to do a hot take, there's a mic up there. Yeah. Come and you can either go to the mic and talk to us and be on the podcast, or one of our guys can bring you the mic. So <laughs> he's just going to oh, put oh, it over there with them. Oh, okay. So are we just guest, guest hosts at this point? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're jumping in hot. But we're going to take, take your name and where you're from like you're a caller. Yeah. You're going to be on the radio. The trick. Yeah, you have to call in. Oh, okay. I got, uh, let me call on my iPhone one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my phone doesn't have a screen. Going in hot. Pineapple on pizza. Ooh. Hear me uh, out. All right. First, out. first, our takes. I hear somebody on the line. What's oh. your name? Where are you coming from? Oh, name's Damani. I'm from Houston. Hey. Houston, Texas. Yeah. All right. Pineapple on pizza isn't as bad as people think it is. Okay. Honestly, if it's like cold, like cold, pe- cold pizza in general is good. Yes. Especially yeah. after having a pizza for dinner. Yeah. But with pineapples on it, you get... It's like a mix of sweet and savory. Yeah. I don't understand the hate of it. I think it's because it's the concept of a sweet item on a savory food. There you go. It's what's throwing people off. If you put like ham and bacon on it, greatest thing I've ever had. But you, you prefer a cold, you said? Yes, I like cold pineapple pizza. Breakfast pizza. That's taking the pineapple on pizza one step further. I can respect it. Oh, uh, yes. Because I argue from the side of I'm a fan of pineapple on pizza, specifically for that reason. It's savory and sweet. It's the combination. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's people that caught up on like 
You're just putting pineapple on there. That doesn't belong on there. But it's the whole. It's the combination. I understand. It's like it's like cookies. You don't really. I mean, you put salt when you make cookies a little bit, just a little bit. There you go. But that's what makes it kind of savory and sweet at the same time. So why are we dogging on pineapple on pizza? There you go. Kevin, pineapple or no? That's a very good argument because I don't like pineapple on pizza, but. But. But I've never tried it cold and that might make a difference because I think the problem that I have and that a lot of people have is that warm pineapple is kind of, you know, pineapple is like, it's like warm watermelon. You don't. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you want it to be cool and refreshing. <laughs> you know, I think that's the thing. I get it. I, uh, maybe that's maybe that's. I've never thought of that. So you're not necessarily opposed to the pineapple. It's just well, that it's see, hot. Th- this is what we're like on this podcast. We'll we'll listen to other opinions without just throwing them out. <laughs> and I've I've never thought of cold. Wow. There cold breakfast pineapple pizza. Try yeah. it. Interesting. Trust, trust, trust me. I'll try it. There is one. There are people that do one step weirder. Sweden is now doing uh, kiwi fruit. Okay, so Sweden is a different country, and once you get pizza in different countries, it's all bets are off, and they're just going to do their thing. You know, there's yeah, it must be the warm pineapple thing. It's got to be. I can see it, but that just makes me think. Everybody that says that has never had Hawaiian food. Hawaiian food. Hawaiian food. That's hot pineapple all day long. Oh, really? They give you the pineapples hot. Yeah. I guess I haven't had Hawaiian food before. There you go. That's a, it's a, I think that's what got me into pineapple on pizza was tasty Hawaiian food. Okay. Well, For the newcomers, show of hands, who likes pineapple on pizza? Oh, that's good to see. We got a couple hands up there. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, nerdy audience is for pineapple on pizza. Okay, nerds like pineapple on pizza. We've Actually. That. Uh-oh, we got another caller. Uh-oh. Hi, caller. What's Actually, your name? Where are you from? Uh, this is uh, Michael uh, calling in from Texas. Houston. Nice. In my opinion, I don't think pineapple belongs on pizza, but here's my thing. Yes. If you personally like pineapple on pizza, I'm not going to ridicule you, but in my personal opinion, I just never liked pineapple on pizza. I've tried it. Just me personally, I tried it cold and warm. It's just never really stuck with me. Um, I got you. But yeah, that's that's my hot take. To, heat, to each his own. I know, but that's... Uh, hey, you're, you're already on the same page we are as far as the podcast go, because there are things mm-hmm. we don't like. But we can say, hey, you like it? Cool. Not for me. Cool. What's next? Nerd versus geek. We've already said nerd a bunch of times. Oh. And we say nerd on the podcast all the time. Right. But we say it in a loving, positive way. Right. Is nerd a positive, loving affirmation? It is for me. Okay. Do you have a difference when you hear nerd versus geek? I do not see the distinction any longer. I think they've kind of merged together. But I know historically there's a big difference. And you know why? Because I'm a nerd. (laughs) You geek. Because I know nerd is supposedly attributed to Dr. Seuss. Yes. And I know geek comes from the carnivals. And those were people who would eat anything. Those (laughs) are the guys that would like eat light bulbs. Kids, I see kids that don't eat a light bulb. That was a trick. (laughs) They weren't really eating that. But anyway. Hollywood magic. Yeah. But so I know that was a geek. A geek was the guy, weird guy at the carnival who would eat things. So that was the weird connotation comes from. Ah, okay. Right. And then nerd came out of Dr. Seuss. And I don't know how that got into the zeitgeist. Because it's weird because it came from a book. And you think the bullies who called someone a nerd actually read a book. <laughs> it falls back on them. I guess because it was read to them probably. There you go. By their parent. 
but who is that first person like, oh, you nerd? Yeah, and they'd be like, what are you talking about? What's a nerd? It's my favorite Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you'd be <laughs> like, what? What kind of geek are you? No, no. <laughs> Do we have any nerds and or geeks in the audience? Yes. Brandon, Anybody? are you Over a nerd there? or a geek? I'm uh, currently undefined right now. Yeah. I haven't found uh, where I belong yet. But I do have a question. What came first, the nerd or the geek? The, oh. the geek did because that's a carnival thing from olden times. Thank you. That's Brendan. He's our mic guy. <laughs> if anyone wants to talk, put your hand up and he'll bring you the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. You can just pop it out. It's like, you ever seen the old episodes of Oprah when she used to like talk to the audience? But then eventually she just stopped doing that. Oh. So technically, I... I do like anime a lot, so technically I might be an anime geek or something. There you go. Yeah. An I anime know. geek? I think Dad likes to play video games often. Yeah. So is video games more geek or nerd? I think it's a geek. There you go. You know what kind of has changed the definition of this a little bit is the, um, is it Best Buy that has the, the Geek Squad? Geek Squad. And I think that Best Buy taking the moniker of Geek Squad has led people to make geek would go with computers. Yeah, I, like, why did I say it like that? Computers, <laughs> Com- computer. <laughs> I just learned this word. You, you gave like a slight Russian accent. I know. <laughs> what right. is this computer? I do I, not understand. I think there's a, in my opinion, I think there is a separate connotation for both. I feel like a nerd is more like into, you know, science fiction anime, video games, stuff like that. Yep. When I think about the word geek, I think about book smart, someone who would be a cum laude in like university or something mm, like that. Gotcha. Or someone who uses the word cum laude yeah. in Good sentence. Job, Way to go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I kind of actually see it as vice versa. Basically the same thing uh, Damani said, except uh, just vice versa. That's it. There you yeah. go. So the, the <laughs> same thing, but different. Synonymous. There is no distinction. Yes. I forgot that geek came from freak shows, though. It did. And now they're the smarties. I'm, I'm with that this assumption that they're smart. So I'm towards the end of Generation X, the beginning of Millennials. Yes. My people. And traditionally, nerd has been uh, a, a sociological outcast due to their academic prowess. Yeah, someone you stuff into a locker. Right, exactly. Yeah. And geeks were the same sort of uh, society outcast, but because they had something, they had a, a high level interest in something that was not socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So in my case, I have been both at some point. I got you. And I think, I don't think you can, there's not a, you, you're not one or the other. I think it depends on the subject or your area of interest. You You can be a nerd about math and then a geek about comic books. I like mm-hmm. it. I like yeah. it. That's great. This is the, well, I have to just say, this is the geekiest, nerdiest debate. <laughs> On purpose. Yeah. But we're doing our part for the nerd part. Maybe we should include geeks. That's how we can be inclusive. We're not oh. just for nerds. We're for nerds and geeks. Sure. Okay. How do you, how do you guys uh, identify? Oh, thank you, Brendan. How do you identify, Kev? How do I identify? We, uh, we usually say nerds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say nerd usually. Because my interests are the nerdy interest, comic books. Yeah, video you games. know what? I think you're right. I think well, see, geek for me means that you're you're really good at something. Like I'm a video game geek, which means you're really good at video games. But I'm just a video game nerd. I'm like <laughs> I'm not gonna like really beat people. You dirty casual. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fair enough. I build guitar pedals. I think that makes me a geek. So I'm a geek about that. Oh yeah, I'm a nerd true. about everything. You else. make it. Geeks are ma- geeks are makers. I think. There you go. Maybe that's the thing. Mm. All the geeks are in charge of the maker spaces. We've done it. We've solved it. Problem solved. The world is better. Yes. Choose your Dungeons and Dragons class. Yes. D and D. How many are there? Nine? No, wait. Six. Yeah. These are a random smattering. These are kind of two advanced and three five. Can I roll a D twelve? And like, I remember. Remember the DM who just be like, "You roll your class," and be like, "Man, <laughs> I'm no good at playing that." So what do we got? We got we got the ranger, the sorcerer, the druid. The cleric, the fighter, the paladin, the wizard, the rogue, the warlock, the bard, the barbarian, and monk. the monk. Ah. Which is a later edition. I don't remember. A lot of those it. are later editions. I remember playing it when it was like fighter. Fighter, wizard, magic, dwarf. Fighter, magic user. Yep. Well, yeah, the, the original old, old D&D, like the races were a class. Like elf was a class. There you go. All right. Well, you know, traditionally, I would often play clerics. Because they're fighters who can heal. Every once in a while, I dabble into the cleric off class of druid. Yeah. Because it was always fun to like command animals. There you go. And if I could get away with having like a wolf familiar or something <laughs> like that, that was always cool. <laughs> and druids get the shapeshift. I've already yeah. been on record as that's the coolest superpower ever. And then also, every once in a while, I'd I'd play the rogue because I seems. Does this sound bad? Yes, it's going to sound bad, but I don't care. I think it'd be really cool to know how to pick pockets properly. <laughs> it'd be really cool. That's a whole lot safer than where I thought you were going. I was like, man, I wish I could just sneak up behind people and just, you know, take back, them out. Backstab. Yeah. Um, no, pickpockets. I think it'd be fun to know how to do it. So, well, you could do the reverse pickpocket thing. There you go. So, like, everyone in this con would suddenly have an assuming position sticker and button in their pocket and not remember coming by our booth. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Do we have any, anybody in the audience that usually goes for an archetype or a, a type of character that they play in tabletop role-playing or video games? Yeah, video games, too. They count. Um, for me, I personally like to go for the bard class. This goes for uh, D&D and a game I like to play called Mordhau. It's a medieval combat game. Nice. Um, basically, all I would want to do in this kind of situation is just play the adventure music, be the backtrack. That's oh, all yeah. I would want to be. <laughs> like, yeah. I not not even really be part of it. Just just there, just playing music 24-7. Yeah. You're, you're there to add atmosphere for when the battle gets going and you start playing uh-huh. louder and the drums start uh-huh. going faster. Brave, brave Sir Robin, he bravely ran away. See, I, I probably should play more bards because in my normal life, I guess it's just telling about how weird I am, but like I sing songs around the house like when I'm doing yeah. stuff. You're like, a bard. You have a guitar. Yeah. You play guitar in our band. I don't think I've ever role-played a bard, though. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, we have a band and we're playing tonight if you want to come see it. It's family-friendly. You can cast spells with music. Yeah, okay. and it's a sing-along. We sing along. It's a sing-along we, because we can't sing, but we can play instruments. <laughs> so we count on you to come sing. Basically, you'll drown out our singing with your own voice. There you go. Yeah. What class would are you? Uh, I guess I should be a bard more often, but I do like the little tiefling rogues. I'm a little guy, so I like being the little a guy. A rogue? Not necessarily for pickpocketing. That's a good call. I didn't even think of that. But I like being in the shadows. I would always like goose the pickpocket. I'd spend <laughs> points always. I don't know why. I just, I guess I'm deviant. I don't know. Yeah. I would have pegged you for the barbarian just charging in head first. I think it may come from me liking Dickens so much. Geek? Nerd? Wait, no, I don't know what to call you. <laughs> you just said Dickens. Yeah. Okay. Because Oliver Twist. Oh, there you go. 
On to the next one. Board game is best. Which board game is best? We have a nice convenient gaming room. Board panel. game, board game, or or is it a board game? B O R E D. Oh, there you go. Oh, I'm bored. Let's play a game. Only if you're Monopoly. A board game. Okay, wait. Before we go into which board game is best, Mikey, real quick. Yes. Tell us your hot take on Monopoly. Monopoly is the worst board game ever, and everybody plays it wrong. There you go. Everybody yeah. plays it wrong. Yes. Now tell them what they do wrong. It, the official Monopoly rules say that if you if somebody lands on a property, then it gets auctioned, and that property has to be either bought or left at that turn. It's no like, uh, I, I don't think I'll take it, and I'll just pass on my turn. It's not how it works. Monopoly should take like an hour and a half, tops. Yeah. Not this four-hour, like, getting mad at your family members. You're playing it wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not supposed to be a test of your family cohesiveness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is Grandma going to throw the table over again? Let's play stress test in a box. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Well, so what is your favorite board game? My favorite board game? Uh, I like Trouble. I like the bubble. Do you like the Pop-O-Matic bubble? Pop-O-Matic bubble. Trouble. Trouble. Pop-O-Matic bubble. <laughs> I don't know, it was in the commercial. I don't remember. I just remember they said Trouble a lot. There you go. Man, there's a lot of fun games there. Do you I, have anything that you played as a family or just... Was on repeat? Uh, we used, I used to play Axis and Allies a lot, which is gateway to like tabletop nerd gaming. That's like World War Two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's barely a board game. It's pretty much a tactical strategy game. But for like traditional board games that you'd play, I always like the game of life. <laughs> Too real, man. Because it had that little spinner thing, yeah. you know, and then you like... Get the car with your peg Get the family. car with the peg, and then you can, like, get married and have kids, and <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was like The Sims, like, in, like, before computers existed. There you go. Yeah, the people who play Sims, that's a class of nerd right there. Yeah, Sims nerds. Any board games that cause fights in the families out there? Oh. <laughs> Every Thanksgiving, it's Uno. Uno! Uno! Uno. It's a great game. Every Thanksgiving, my family comes on down. We eat, obviously, and then we bring out a, a whole deck of Uno cards. Yeah. Somehow, some way, it gets into an argument uh, because we either always argue about the rules, yeah, or somebody. Last year, somebody had like a card in their sleeve. <laughs> oh no! It was like a wild card, and they pulled it out, and somebody, one of my family members, caught them doing it, and it just started this whole argument. The table was flipped. <laughs> oh my god! They're like cheating at Uno. That is that is high. I cheated at Uno yeah, before. Wow. I'm not even gonna lie, but that's an intense Uno game. <laughs> I think Uno is the best game because it, it shows it shows who you can really trust. <laughs> that is true. It's like underground Uno. I do like cards. It gives you. It tells you who the personality of the player is. Um. So my personal opinion on board games. Uh, I'm a Candyland enjoyer. Ooh. Okay. Oh, um. It personally, I think it's because it doesn't start any fights. Um. <laughs> maybe because no one wants to play with me. It's kind of weird. Um. I'll play Candyland with you, man. Oh, yo, yo, let's go. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just it's a it's relaxing. It brings me back to when I was a kid and just played it a lot with my friends and stuff. There so. you go. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to play a lot of shoots and ladders. There you go. And did you know in England they call it snakes and ladders? I thought it was snakes and ladders. Shoots well, and ladders here? Yeah, shoots and ladders here. I worked at Toys R Us, trust me. Shoots and ladders here. <laughs> so I think you guys are forgetting the oft unappreciated and underrated Stratego. Stratego's Stratego. awesome, yeah. 
Stratego was my favorite game growing up because it was a gateway into the yeah. wider world of fighting with your friends, yeah. playing Risk. Yeah, Risk. Yep. That's the second time Risk has been mentioned. I think nobody really wants to talk about Risk because it, it's traumatic for most yeah. people. It like, instantly brings up memories of fist fights in right? the living room. Exactly. You never started a land war in Asia. That's fun. Lord of the Rings Risk. There were, I didn't even know that was a thing. When I was a much smaller kid, younger than them, uh, there was an adventure game, and I think it was put out by Mattel, called Keys to the Kingdom. Okay. Mm. Which was, uh, it was sort of the, the Candyland-esque, you know, go to this space, go to this portal, pick yep. up this. But that was kind of my gateway into, uh, you know, the Conan-style adventure type game. So board games kind of open up that whole other world that, you know, you don't experience you know, getting to watch it on Saturday cartoons. So. Oh, abs- absolutely, yeah. You get to play it and, and have, actually have an adventure with it. You just made me realize, though, one of my favorite board games is Yahtzee. Oh, yeah. But it didn't come to brain my brain because I play Yahtzee on a weekly basis yeah. with a group, so it's just like, oh, that's There's a also not a board. It's not on a board. Yeah. It's still a board game, and it's on I this know. picture. Because it goes, it's there. It's on that picture. But I realized I grew up playing Yahtzee, and then I transitioned into D20. I just like rolling dice. You just like rolling dice. Turns out. This reminds me kind of a little bit of the game wall at the Toys R Us I used to work at. There was a wall, just a wall of board games. It was as big as that wall there, just tons of board games. Yep. And you had to face every day. And the, the literally there was so it was so intensive to stock it, like because I did night stocking. <laughs> it was so intensive to stock it. Only one person, only one person, like it took one person the whole night to do it. That I was their it. job. Was the board game wall? Yes. I, I'm getting to a story. There was there was a guy who we put on the board game wall, okay. and and he had done everything except one part, and it was the Ouija boards. He wouldn't touch the Ouija boards. <laughs> he's like, I'm not putting those up there, and we're like, why not? And he's like, I'm not touching them. So then we proceeded to chase him around with Ouija board boxes. <laughs> well, come on! I was like 17 years old. What do you guys? Anyway. <laughs> First of all, I am gonna sound drop and cut that clip of you saying uh, I used to be a night stalker. Uh, okay, just because it sounds really funny. Yeah. Okay. But also, uh, Ouija boards. My friend Garrett. We were all playing it and getting into it, and you know, getting into the spirit. It's like, oh, it's moving. And he's like, guys, come on. Is the secret of the universe really gonna come from Milton Bradley? And we were all like, no. <laughs> it's like, I don't took know. all the fun out of it. I take all the fun. That's like a magic eight ball. I want to hang out with a guy that's afraid of the box. Like, won't even yeah. touch it. It was fun. It was fun. I feel bad, though, in my older age now. Which character <laughs> smells the worst? First first clarification. I have three pictures up here. We got Jack Sparrow. We got Chewbacca. And we got Swamp Thing. Not limited to that. If you think of a character that smells, let us know. I was thinking smelly characters, and these are the three that came to mind. Oh, we got, okay. we got, a col- we got two colors already. So I think the important designation is what is, what is bad, what smells bad. On its face, Jack Sparrow smells like Rum. Yes. Is that okay, a good yeah. smell? Is that a bad smell? That's subjective. Chewbacca probably smells like dog. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. you know, if you have dogs, you get used to it after a while. We're overlooking the obvious answer. It's it's Swamp Thing. <laughs> and why is it Swamp Thing? Because he comes from the swamp. And he has a butt. He gets swamp butt. Yeah. It, <laughs> what? I hadn't even considered <laughs> swamp butt. Swamp but yes. butt is a thing. It's swamp, it's swamp Thing. Swamp Thing smells the worst. Uh. <laughs> I like that logic. That's oh, a great breakdown. I didn't wow. even think of that putting this up here. That, that I almost defeats. I like that. I think the swamp thing is the worst because it's been in the swamp for I don't know how long. <laughs> his whole life, I think. That's why he's made out of it. I don't know, man. I think swamp thing smells nice, nice and earthy. Just like I don't think swamps necessarily smell bad. Yeah. This smells like water and decaying 
vegetable matter, which isn't that bad. <laughs> but we're talking years but and years of growth. I don't know. Well, I think Chewbacca only smells bad when he's wet. Yes. And I think I think personally, I think Jack Sparrow smells terrible. Wait, 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 wait! Terrible. Wait. I I just have you have wait. Let me look around the room. I've known white guys with dreadlocks. Woo! But <laughs> <laughs> is a telltale sign yeah. of yeah. slight. We odor. both went to art school. Come on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! White guy with dreads. That is an, a distinct odor. <laughs> it is pungent. <laughs> Patchouli. Amos. Patchouli is what they usually smell like. But you got me thinking. Okay, so Chewbacca would smell bad when he's wet. Yeah. Does Chewbacca bathe? If he does, is he dog like? No, that's a cat. They bathe themselves. Do you, do you think? That- I really want to know. Does Chewbacca lick himself? <laughs> I wanted. Does Chewbacca? Does when he gets out of the shower, does he shake? Han's like, oh god, <laughs> that would be crazy. Oh my gosh. No wonder why the Falcon has so many problems. He's probably shorting out everything when he gets out of the shower. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The only really rebuttal I have for Swamp Thing, he seems to be the clear stinky winner. Yeah. Is that he controls nature, and when you see him in the comic books, he does like have flowers and stuff around him. So maybe he's self-conscious. He's like, I'm sorry, I smell like swamp. <laughs> I'm going to grow some flowers and try and mask it. Okay. Nature's perfume. Nature's perfume. No, he's swampy. That's a little too easy. <laughs> uh, personally, um, I'm going to go ahead and do a different character. Um, we're going to stay with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jabba the Hutt. Oh, Ooh. yeah. He uh, has no activity. He sits there and sweats yeah. all day, eating lizards. Uh, especially in those folds. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh-oh, uh-oh counter-argument. Jabba oh. is an emperor with servants in a palace. There's uh, probably some unlucky dude that's Jabba's cleaner. Oh, do you think, do you think he's got a rag on a stick? Jabba, Jabba Swab Man. <laughs> I'm a Jabba Swabba. Jabba Swabba? Uh, the Jabba Swabba. Why oh is my it gosh. everywhere? Is it a droid? <laughs> Jabba Swabba. Roger, roger. <laughs> I think you just help us come up with a new Star Wars game. Yeah, and Jabba Swabba? Yeah. Way to go. I like it. Stinky job of the hut. Best. Wait, oh, oh, too be- many buttons. What? Best anime. Boyfriend, girlfriend, or significant other. Oh. Is there anybody in a cartoon that you ever had a crush on? Oh, any cartoon. Yeah. Doesn't just have to be an anime. Eh, animated. It's short for anime, short for animation. Is it? There's a guy walking around <laughs> asking that question. He thinks Teen Titans is an anime. Yeah, well, he's crazy. <laughs> we've had debates. We've had debates with him at numerous conversations. It's a fun yeah, time. He's our he's our good friend. Best anime boyfriend, girlfriend, or significant other? Huh. There's the cheat like for the, a certain generation. There's the old cheesy Jessica Rabbits. Right. Your, right. Your Lola Bunnies from Space Jam. Right. Uh, your Gaston's from Beauty and the Beast. Uh huh. He's Gaston. Look at those muscles. So you can see because if you're gonna throw Disney in there, then just pick a Disney princess. If you know, if you're you if, make that sound if simple. If you go that way, and then there you go. But that's like saying, oh, Prince Charming, and it's in his name. He's gonna see? be awesome. Dude's bland. Yeah, that's true. He's got a killer smile, but yeah, that's true. No, the, well, the best princess, I M H O. Yes, is the uh, is the one from Brave. There you go. I forget what her name is. What's her name? <laughs> Merida. Come on, Merida. Now. There you She's go. She's your girlfriend. You can't even remember <laughs> her name. Uh, I go with uh, Totoro from My Neighbor Totoro. He's going to be my significant other. She, oh. it, they. He's a big teddy bear. I'm going to lay on it. It's going to be awesome. If if I'm if if I'm gonna go with an anime though I'm gonna yeah. have to go back to the '90s. Okay. And I'm gonna have to go with like Ranma one half. 
<laughs> because like just get get wet or get dry and it's a boy or a girl so it's either like a dude to hang out with or you know a girlfriend that's it it's the best best of both worlds yeah i like it best of both worlds <laughs> yeah. anybody have any anime crushes they want to admit to on microphone oh, <laughs> or or cartoons or anything okay so recently i've been playing a lot of cyberpunk 2077 there you oh, go yeah. does it work um, now yes it actually works now okay this this may sound like obvious, but I have a huge fucking crush on Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> Children in the room. Children oh, in the room, sir. I'm so sorry. You're gonna have to blur that out. That's fine. Oh, we will. I'm huge so sorry. Crush. Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> yeah. That was Keanu Reeves, though, right? Who did? Yes, the... that was Keanu. Oh, you sense. just have that, a crush that, on Keanu. <laughs> yeah, I probably just have a crush on Keanu, but yeah. I'm just saying it's Johnny Silverhand because the the way he acts is like amazing. It. That's a cool aesthetic character from Cyberpunk. He's got the silver hand, the robot arm. <laughs> All right. Um, Raven from Teen Titans. There oh, you yeah. go. I've always liked characters with dark, darker stories and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And it kind of, when I was younger, when the show was still going on, it kind of clicked something in my head. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I see why I'm, I date mainly like goths now. Ah, I see, yeah, there you go. <laughs> You discovered big, a type. All you thanks to cartoons. You a big fan of Wednesday? Uh, no. Yeah. We got some more over there. Is this the? Is this what would be called a waifu? A bow, a waifu, a boo. Yeah. So I watch a lot of My Hero Academia a lot, and I yeah. think it's deck mine's Deku. There you yeah, go. Deku, of course. Why not? Well, he's was Quirkus back in the days when he was pretty small, but right now he has a quirk called One for All. And he's pretty fun. He can be talkable, just like me often. <laughs> <laughs> Very talkative. So. There you go. That's cool. Is that, is that Elvis back there? Oh. All right, man. Elvis has entered the building. <laughs> Elvis is actually here. In Elvis the has entered the building. Yeah, awesome. Inverse controls versus regular controls. Look down, stick forward. Look up, stick back. Well, well hold on, hold on. I'm gonna have to put the mic down. <laughs> now we watch as Kevin has an imaginary controller. His left thumb goes down. His left thumb goes up. His head remains stationary. Which one is this? Is this inverse or wait? Which one is that? This is inverse. That's showing inverse. Yes. I like inverse, yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have somebody disagreeing. Or maybe agreeing. I don't want to presume. I think it's really simple. There's no such thing as regular controls. Oh. It's inverse only. You turn the game on, flip x-axis, and that's it. <laughs> and if you don't do that, then you chew tinfoil. Oh. Simple as that. Hot take. Hot take. But this is, uh, this is how like a plane flies, right? That is the argument. Inverse right. controls is correct because that's... Technically, how it was developed and meant. But that's not how a helicopter flies. No. Helicopters are backwards. It's true. And, like, I don't, I, I am a regular controller. I'm not, I chew tinfoil. Um, you do? I, I'm not an inverse controller. Why is the helicopter way called regular? Because of lift. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. So, 
For me, it's flipped. It depends on what kind of game I'm playing. Um, for yeah. first-person shooters, I'm personally just regular because I play mouse and keyboard, so it's I don't really play controller. But um, for games that I specifically play on controller, I play a lot of flight sim games, so I particularly would want it to be inversed. Be it accurate, mm-hmm. yep. Um, then, yeah, that's about it. I like it. That, that was a subtle little shade thrown, though. It's like, I don't use a controller. I'm keyboard and mouse, so I'm better than everybody, but I prefer inverse <laughs> controller. I picked up on it. I, I respect it. Respect it. Uh, when I played, when I beat Lego Star Wars, my regular character had regular controls, and then when I would fly the planes, I'd be inverse. Oh. Oh, so you're just goofy all the time. Exactly. It's like willy-nilly. There's, there's, no, there's no structure. There's here. no rules. There are no <laughs> rules. <laughs> Along the same lines. Oh, colorblind settings. Do we have anybody that's colorblind in here? No. I'm deaf, so I was, I was just <laughs> trying to showcase some people now. But that I, that it's yeah, man. See, I can't do it. I can't do it because it looks weird because I'm not colorblind. I understand the point of it because we interviewed our buddy Drew. Yes. Who's a professional gamer? Fringe of Fate. Yeah. Yeah, Fringe of Fate. And he he uses the colorblind controls when he plays. What was he playing? It was Call of Duty. Okay, yeah. But he's a professional and he does it, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> but I but to me it looks funny. I just don't like how it looks because yeah. it just looks wrong. It that, ju- I it, I don't know my the color theory. I took color theory in art school. It messes me up. <laughs> I'm like, these colors are wrong. I was going to say the same thing uh, along different lines, but it's just, it's not how the game was intended by its creators. So, uh, like, you're messing with the formula. Ah, uh, yeah. This is made for people who need help. But I don't play competitive. So, if it gives you the edge, I can respect it. Is it kind of like using the small toilet when you're not supposed to? That's for children and. You're not supposed to use those. <laughs> those are the only ones that I can reach. <laughs> uh, personally, it really depends on what game you play. There you because go. Colorblind settings, it's it's necessary, obviously, for people who have those type of issues. Yeah. But as you can see, you know, the Protopia, you see how it's all blended into one color. I feel like with the mitts of colors from their normal vision, you have to focus on several things. But when you have one consistent color, if something's off-putting, yep. then, you know, you're able to get them, which is, I wouldn't say it's cheating, but it's abusing the system that you get. I get mm-hmm. it. Gaming the system. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here is the colorblind settings. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, but yeah. in competitive and first-person shooters and things where edge matters, like having the, the contrast higher makes yeah. it easier to play. Nah. I would have never thought that. There you know? is a uh, Call of Duty Zombies gobble gun that'll change your vision to have the zombies be neon green. Oh, nice. Works for your advantage, so I can see how colorblind settings can be used. Yeah, mm. but that sounds like it was created in the game by the artist as it was intended. <laughs> <laughs> Reboots are they a good time or a cash grab? Reboots. I say great time just to make everybody grumpy. You say it's a good time just to make everybody grumpy? Yes. Oh no. Okay. Uh, yeah. Reboots. Oh boy. Um. It honestly depends on the franchise. Um, a lot of the time, reboots can be good. Also, another thing you need to look out for is if the reboot is trying to be bad. Uh, a good example of that would be Matrix Resurrections. Something I noticed from that film is that it's intentionally bad. Intentionally um, bad how? I need one example. So, um, from uh, research 
uh, I found out that uh, the what were they again? The, the Wachowski sisters. Yeah, the Wachowski sisters. They did not want any part of actually making uh, ah, Matrix okay. Resurrections. But uh, I think it was Lana Wachowski who decided to hop on it. Okay. And uh, instead, she decided to just send the ship down in a blaze of glory and just... In a blaze of glory. Took out the <laughs> Matrix franchise, you know? So honestly, I think it was intentional. Uh, so then they don't have to make a Matrix film anymore. It bombed so hard that they just can't make a new one. There you go. Wow, okay. that's crazy. That definitely did seem like a cash grab because it was like the fourth after so many years. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you picked these five particular for the image. Yes. I think when it comes to a reboot, does it add something new to the story or is it a retelling of the original story? So Hercules and RoboCop in particular, which the RoboCop, the original Paul Verhoeven is a masterpiece. Of course. Verhoeven is a genius. And yes, Starship Troopers particularly. (laughs) Does that, does, 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 does the new RoboCop have any new story to tell or is it just a watered down, more family friendly reimagining of the original, which is what that one is. There you go. Now Godzilla, for example, told a completely new story. Yes. And it Mm -hmm. updated, you know, the, the the Toho classic with, Mm -hmm. you know, actual CGI and made the, made the Kaiju look great. It's added something to the story. Ninja Turtles, it was fine. It was fine as a cartoon. It was fine in the 80s with Corey Feldman. It didn't need anything new. But yeah. obviously, it's a toy franchise, so you know, that's a cash grab there. They keep so making yeah, new it, toys, got to keep making new properties. So really, it comes down to, is, is is it adding something innovative to the universe? Is it refreshing, is it refreshing a, a timeless story to make it look you know more up-to-date? Or is it... The Rock is Hercules, which never needed to happen. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. Oh. <laughs> is it your favorite movie? No. No, I, yeah, I mean, that's the argument. Because, like, it seems like there are properties out there that have good intentions. Like your Godzillas. They're like, yeah. Godzilla was awesome. Let's do it again, but let's make it even awesomer. But they all, were always doing Godzilla again, even back in the day. Yeah. There's so many Godzillas. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like a reboot to me because there's so many Godzillas <laughs> on the Creature Double Feature. It's like, I've seen, no, I haven't seen this one either. Yeah. Oh, there's a robot Godzilla now? <laughs> oh, who's he fighting this time? But, yeah. But that is also the thing, like... Yes, they level him up, but it's also he's going to charge up and beat the monster. Yeah, always. You know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah. But there are seems to be the thing. I don't like it always works is the weird part where the, the guys in suits or the mis, the proverbial they are always like, hey, it's been a minute since we've heard about Ninja Turtles or it's been a minute since we heard yeah. about Avatar or it's been a minute since we've heard about the other avatars. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's that's do just Harry James, Potter That's again. just James Cameron, though. Like, I love Harry Potter. Why yeah. Why do Harry Potter again? That seems like nothing but, like, we need more money. We got bills to pay. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, the the big thing is is that a lot of people want to see more original stuff, but they're the powers that be are frightened to do original stuff. I got you. Because it might fail, and they'll lose money. <laughs> so then they reboot something that fails, and then they lose money. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll get rid of this slide when somebody comes up and says, I like the reboot of this movie better than the original. Okay. Hasn't happened yet, but we're going to, we'll see. Wings or tail? Anime convention. We have cosplay. We have so many people dressed up here. It's awesome. we got some great people here in the audience. So are you asking me whether I'd want wings or a tail? Yes. You get a choice. Would you rather 
have wings or a tail. Some caveats each, but... Yeah, well, the, here's the caveats. <laughs> Will the wings make me fly? To a certain height. Okay. Is the height like a few feet off the ground? Potentially. Uh, see, that's not good. But <laughs> And the thing is that the, like, the wings a human would need to be able to fly would be very, very big. Geek. Yeah. That's, a, that's a geek response. Yeah, they would be very, very big. <laughs> You'd have to have hollow bones. Um, <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, my bones are hollow. So uh, kn- knowing that and my wing cosplay bad thing that happened, I think I'll just go with the tail. Good news. Your tail is prehensile. You can hang from things there and you pick go. up stuff or carry stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. It's okay. like having an extra hand. Way to go. Anybody really offended on behalf of team wing or team tail? See, he was going to say something about it. See, if I said wings, he'd be like, they're bug wings and you only get two feet in the air. <laughs> All right. Me personally, yes. I think I think wings would look a lot better than a tail. Obviously, you say you can only float up a couple of feet, right? Yeah. But even with that, I feel like you can show off that the fact that you have wings you can show off that you have a tail but i feel like in my personal opinion wings are more expressive there you go because mm. you can have angel wings devil wings butterfly wings whatever wings bat wings if you want to be like batman or something but <laughs> there's so many different variations of wings but you can say the same thing for tails there you go but i think wings are just better <laughs> <laughs> i think they would just get in the way like a tail, you could at least like run down your pant leg or something. Wrap it around no you like a even belt. Know. Yeah. yeah, wrap it around like a belt. Yeah, Don't would wear you, it as a necktie. That's weird. Would you rather fix your shirts or your pants? <laughs> so, I just think that, that like our world isn't made for winged people. True. But I think, I think our world would be fine if you had a tail. Yep. I, I, I think wings would be too cumbersome. Yeah. They're, they're cool looking, but that's like cosplay every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Cosplay is fun, but everyday cosplay... Mm. Unless it's like, unless, how do you fit your wings in a unless car? Unless you give me like membranes, to like a squirrel, like a flying squirrel, where it's like normal. Unless I want to jump off something. Now that I want to see, I want to see Kevin with human skin membranes that okay. make him look like a giant. Let me get flying squirrel. Let, let, just let me get really, really fat, <laughs> and then lose the weight really, really fast. Yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Scientific experiment is a go. We're gonna make Kevin fly. <laughs> Anybody else really wish they had a tail and some wings? No. Anyway, time travel. Now or never. Wait, are we like acting like we're Neil deGrasse Tyson and we can say whether time travel is possible or not? I left the title vague. Oh. Now or never. If time travel is possible, do you go? Oh, I see. Where do you go? Okay, this is where I, this is where I get geeky or nerdy. Your your choice. Can I say it? Because I love to say it. It's my favorite. That's why it's in. Because I was listening to Star Talk once with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And mathematically, time travel is possible, but the machine has to exist. So you can never go back any further than the machine. So if you invent the machine and then a minute passes, you can go back a minute to where the machine was. That's mathematically. Who knows what this machine would look like? It'd probably be the size of a planet. But anyway, but mathematically, it's possible, which blew my mind. But then the limitation is you could never go back before the invention. Yes. So if some guy shows up and says, like, I invented the time machine, then, then people should start showing up all of a sudden, <laughs> like tourists, you know? I got I to bring it up because it's my favorite fact. But some people believe that the Titanic sunk because time travelers all went back to watch the Titanic sink. <laughs> and they all met up there and they're like, oh, crap, we're sinking the boat. <laughs> 
But it, but it also it is possible with that crazy thing where you take the spaceship out and you go around and you come back and everyone will be like way old. You know, that's oh, real. Okay. That's real math yeah. too. That, yeah, and like teleportation. So that is kind of time travel. You can go into the future like really far. Yeah, that's true. If you do the rocket thing. Like Inception style, isn't that what yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. You come back and your friend's old. Like, huh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's true. But if you're, ta- if you're talking about like back to the future time travel. Yes. The gigawatt stuff. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite movies ever. Not only because it's one of the most perfect movies ever, but yes, totally. I want to go back in time. Okay. What about forward Come in time? Come on, Huey Lewis, play this song. I'm going to go back in time. <laughs> what? We got to go back to the future. Yeah. Uh, you go to the future, you get 10 minutes there. What's the first thing you do? Uh, go, to the fu- go to the future? Yes. And get 10 minutes there? Yes. How far in the future am I going? Undetermined. Oh. You can go 100 years, 1,000 years. Wow. Two weeks. I don't know. I guess I just look around. I'm not so much enamored by the future as I am the past. Okay. Interesting. If I get 10 minutes in the past, I'm going to the store and getting the sports almanac. <laughs> no, you got to do that in the future. Oh, I do that in the future. That's yeah, right. See? I do the sports almanac in the future. That's what I do. You 10 minutes in the future, you get a sports almanac. But the problem is you're uh, going to go to the future and they, there'll be no like books anymore. And it'll be on some kind of media <laughs> format that's un. You'd have to have bring the thing with you. We'd be instant the, old the, people like, what is this the, device? Yeah, doing? like the iPhone three thousand, and you'll be sitting there like not even knowing how to use it because you're supposed to take your Neuralink port and plug it into the side of your head. You won't even you won't even be able to use it. You'll be sitting there going like, I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> and it's like you need neural and it's yeah. yeah. And then you'll you'll go and try and get the Neuralink installed, and it, you'll need to upgrade. You won't have the power. It's it's a mess. I want that sitcom episode of you going into the past to play sports bets. Though, like, <laughs> why did this game already happen? <laughs> so, uh, um, I'm a huge. I, I have a huge interest in time travel. Nice. Uh, I've watched a lot of Doctor Who, uh, a lot of oh, yeah. stuff. Timely wobbly. Honestly, I think the concept of time travel is very interesting, and um, the moment the moment we find out how it works, the moment we find out how we can actually do it, um, I don't think society will be able to handle it. I really don't think that's going going to be able to be, go out into the mainstream like everything else. Too mind shattering. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. That might be. Um, it might need to just stay in the shadows and just stay as like a government project or something like that. I like it. I think that's why the paradox exists to keep us in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I don't think time travel exists at all. Let, okay. Okay. So here's the thing: if time travel was truly a thing, wouldn't you think? Like, let's say, let's say in the near future, near not even near future. Let's just say far in the future. Let's say our our descendants yes. find out, or not a descendants, or Whoever. Yes. Well, let's say they find out about time travel. Wouldn't they want to go back and see who we were before? Or just let's say we discover about time travel in like 10 years and everybody in the world can use it. Wouldn't you think at some point Mm -hmm. uh, uh, something that too, something would change? But you wouldn't think at some point you would see your future self. (laughs) <laughs> and that's and a paradox that, that is a paradox but there's also I forgot who did it it was one of these scientists but what they did is they planned a party and then they told about the party saying hey the party was yesterday it was Stephen time, Hawking yeah. yeah it was Stephen Hawking and no one came to the party well yeah but the time machine wasn't invented when the party 
existed. I'm combining all of these. We figured it out. I've, I've found the solution thanks to everybody here. Time travel exists. Yes. Because the machine exists. Yes. But they aren't telling us about it because we're dumb apes, and they came back and they're like, maybe we should give time travel to our past ancestors. No. No. We're too dumb. Yeah. Okay. They've seen what happened. It's our, um, good. Time travel definitely exists because the future, we're going to have time travel. And if it's in the future, it means it exists now because they can come back here right now. That's what you said. The machine yeah. has to exist. So, we just, just saying, seen we yet. have time travel. All right. <laughs> well, our time is up. Aww. Uh, but if you guys want to kind of time travel back in time and hear this again, we're yeah. going to put this on our podcast. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so you can uh, check us out on all our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we got a booth over there um, with stickers and buttons and uh, a QR code you can scan. You can listen to us right now. Mm-hmm. Not this episode. We have to process do, it first. Do some magic. <laughs> but it will be up there eventually, a couple mm-hmm. weeks. But we want to thank you guys for being here at Baycon 2023. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys want to support what we do, positivity and media, you can buy us a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash pod. Buy us some coffee. And we'll do good things with it. Like get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Okay. Every time I do this, I say, Mikey, how do you want them to format the Gmail? Just loud and angry. We're having Nerd Talk Radio. This all makes right. me excited for hot takes. I want them all. And we want to thank you guys so much for being there. We want to thank all our Positrons. You're awesome. That's what our fans are called. You're called Positrons. Uh, thank you, that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Productions for our equipment and being right over there. Jazzar for our music. We hope you guys have a great rest of your con. We're not going anywhere because we're helping them out with the Q&A. Yeah. Bacon 2023. Thanks for showing up, guys.